What's up, people? Another episode of Justice Sports. I'm OK Davis here with you. Hope you're doing all right. I know it's been a while. Got a little, maybe even too busy. Too busy with other stuff. But there's a lot that I wanted to talk about as it relates to sports. And, of course, we're going to talk about my guy, Shohei Otani, finally signing a deal that, as I had stated very early, early on, that he was going to get somewhere, I said $750 million was my prediction. I'll talk about him and what ended up happening with Shohei Otani. We'll talk about the National Football League. We're getting more games now, which I actually love that now we're getting, you know, we had the Friday night, Black Friday game. We obviously had the games during uh, Thanksgiving Day, but that's normally a Thursday game. But now we're getting Saturday and Sunday, which is a lot of fun. National Basketball Association will talk about the tournament that was in-season tournament that the Lakers won. My thoughts on um, the one ridiculous thing about the NBA that I find to be pretty annoying. And in the biggest story, locally, to me in my DMV area and my friends, is the moving of or the rumors handshake deal that the Wizards and Caps are moving to Northern Virginia. We'll first start with Shohei Otani and signing his 10-year $700 million deal with the L.A. Dodgers, which I first want to say all of the talk about how it was ridiculous that Dave Roberts came out and said that he met that the Dodgers met with Shohei Otani. I love that. I like the transparency. I mean, Shohei Otani op- apologized for being so secret and and taking a long time to make his decision. I think transparency is good. I like that Dave Roberts was like, "Yeah, we met with him. We'll see what happens." And I actually think, based on. Uh, Lee signing with the Giants. I think you may find more players of Asian descent, maybe just picking those West Coast teams because it's close to home. No problem with that. No problem whatsoever with that. But for years, I was saying Shohei Otani is going to get $750 million. I've been saying it a long time. And if I had a much, 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 much bigger platform, maybe got a a lot more credit for it. Because realistically, in my mind, I knew he was worth that. He was worth that then. And the Dodgers were right to give him that deal. And I am excited to see him in a Dodgers uniform. That's going to be fun. The crazy thing was this 
was the deferred money is the one thing that was wild about it. Second thing was this Kobe Bryant video. That was the most amazing thing. To have this video where Kobe Bryant, you know, was telling them he should come and play for the Dodgers. That would be, I mean, I would have used it in my pitch, and the Dodgers were smart to use it. And Shohei Otani is smart, especially when you think about how much money Otani's probably getting from endorsements, one. Secondarily, the thought of, realistically, how much money do you need to live? I get it. Hey, just give me $2 million. I want to have flexibility for my team. I think that more players throughout the league, actually throughout all sports, should think about deferring money. And maybe more of them do, and we don't know about it. Obviously, the most famous one was Bobby Bonilla, and I think he finally got his last check in 2023, I believe. But if you are going to a team and you're like, hey, I want to win, if there is a way for you to say, hey, I want to win, But I need to give you some financial flexibility to sign more players so that we can win. Yeah, it's kind of stacking the deck, if you will. But that sounds like a win-win. Because now you've set yourself up for life down the road while still being able to, you know, live well. Two million a year sounds pretty good to me. If I could get that, I'd be like, I'll take that. But to think that that's going to be 20 years. And so, you know, he's still going to have. Six hundred and eighty million dollars. Left over. That he's going to maybe move. Maybe he'll move back to Japan. Get it tax free. Hey, go ahead and just uh, put that in my account for me. You could say, and I would get it. I would get it. If you're like, oh, the rich get richer. Look at that. The Dodgers get another player. I'll give you that. But the interesting thing that even I have been feeling like I was on the other side of that. These teams that are spending this money are not necessarily winning. You think about last year is about what the Padres did. Look how awful the Padres were this year. Even though the Padres and the Mets had spent more money than any other team in Major League Baseball last year during free agency. What did it get them? What did it get them? I know if you're a... Oh, Milwaukee did make the playoffs, but... You know, Kansas City maybe has some good years here and there. Pirates, maybe some good years here and there. But certainly if you're the Tampa Bay Rays, you're like, well, we can do it and our payroll is low. So I am feeling like more and more, who cares? Go ahead and stack the deck. 
I mean, you look at the switch to basketball. Look at the Phoenix Suns. I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be Phoenix Suns. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. They played zero games together due to injury. So in some ways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In many ways, it's about how you build your team. And getting hot, Arizona Diamondbacks. How many people knew who was on the Arizona Diamondbacks? You didn't. Yet they made it all the way to the World Series. Right? Maybe you knew. I think he was still on their team. Paul Goldschmidt? Or was he with the Cardinals by then? But it's just a fact that realistically, in a lot of ways, it just, you never know. That's where it comes from. You never, ever know. And just because Otani is now with the Dodgers, that doesn't mean they're going to win a championship either. But that $2 million a year he signed means that they can go after some other really, really talented free agents. Yes, it does. Didn't they make the trade? With Tampa Bay? They were like, hey, now that we got some flexibility... We need some pitching. So what do they do? They go out and get pitching. Glass now. $136 million extension with the Dodgers. Not bad. And to think. That's $500 million plus less than Shohei Otani. The team that I feel not bad for, because they tried, they tried, is the Angels. You got to trade Mike Trout. You're done. It's done. The chance of them being a contender when they got Anthony Rendon and tried to get some pitchers, They need to just move on. They need to move on. Speaking of moving on, I'm moving on off of the in-season tournament. It was fun. When I find out that, like, oh, they said the points don't count per se when you think about the record, which is funny because playoff points don't count. Um, And that's why there was that big deal about LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, even though if you remember in 2022, I think it was 2022, I was like, he already passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar based on the his playoff points. I think it's ridiculous and I just simply don't get it. Okay. Yeah. It does mean that some players aren't going to have playoff points, but that's kind of too bad. I just find it to be weird that it's like, Oh, we're only, we're looking at regular season stats. That's those are the points we're counting. And obviously, it's not just about points. That's the same things for assists and rebounds. What do you mean the playoffs don't count? What do you mean these points don't count in the in-season tournament? 
I, I'm just baffled by that. I liked it. I thought the I thought the courts were kind of like, eh. In the moment, I watched it. I mean, Indiana getting there was, was good to see a different team there, but they weren't quite able to. I mean, LeBron, he. I, I feel like he had in his mind, I want to make history. I want to be the first ever player and team to win this tournament. And probably in a weird way, it's because it's one of the few things that he can say, I have something that Michael Jordan does it. Because Michael Jordan has more uh, accolades when you look at the scoring title, defensive player of the year, NBA championship, finals MVP, league MVP. Now LeBron probably could be like, oh, I got something that Jordan does it. An in-season tournament championship. Yeah, they're going to hang the banner. There is some talk about how ridiculous that is, that they want to hang an in-season tournament championship banner. Why not? I mean, heck, this is coming from me, who uh, remembers the Mystics hanging an attendance banner. It probably still is up there in the rafters. Probably is. But I'm good with that. It's a championship. It's something that they've taken from English Premier League. And I'm good with that. I actually like to see them expand it more. Let's do a West Coast one. Let's do an East Coast one. Maybe a North and South one. All right, maybe that's a bit too much. But you can do something a little different. Maybe you make it if just a bonus, depending on how many uh, who gets the best record in the in the different conferences. I mean, there there are a bunch of different ways I think you can do it. That would be kind of cool. I really did enjoy it, and you know, know the top teams. Didn't win it all because I don't consider the Lakers. Well, I, yeah, I kind of do consider the Lakers want to be the top team. Indiana's a surprise. I love Tyrese Halliburton. Could have been a wizard. But I really do like Tyrese Halliburton. It's all right. Right? For the first year, I thought it went well. The courts, I could do without. Was not a big fan of those crazy courts. And maybe next year they'll do something different. I can't imagine how much money they... It costs to make these courts. I thought they were weird looking. A couple of them, it was hard to even see the players. It looked like it was almost green screen in a way. But I'm good with it. What I do find, the most surprising thing for me out when we're going back to just the regular season, I'm so impressed with Minnesota. What is going on in Minnesota? They've only lost five games on the year. I'm happy if something goes well for Cat, Anthony Edwards. I just like that team. I like what they're doing in Minnesota. They're in the top of the West with a record of 18-5 and five as I'm recording this pod. Denver, now that they've got Jamal Murray back, I'm sure they will rise to the top. 
Oklahoma City was in second place, which is also something that's pretty cool. To think that Oklahoma City, a young upstart team, is, you know, they're making a statement. I thought New Orleans would be up there, but then when they lost C.J. McCollum, it's kind of been all right. I mean, they're still over 500, but they could have been better. But I feel like you're seeing some teams near the top that you didn't expect. Sacramento, but they were there last year. Houston is 13-9. and Without the drama, if you will. Added a couple of vets in Dylan Brooks. Can't believe I'm saying that. And, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank at a point guard. That they got from Toronto. Wow. It was just in my head. Now it's gone. But they have made some moves. And okay. It's early. They've won five in a row. The Clippers. Who I was disappointed in earlier in the season. They're starting to turn it around. After they got James Harden. From the 76ers. Phoenix has been a disappointment. 13 and 12, only one game over 500. Bradley Beal, then all of a sudden he's playing, but then Kevin Durant's out, and then Devin Booker's in, then he's out. The consistency in Phoenix is lacking. The consistency is lacking, definitely. Memphis has been really bad. Just brought that up as I was looking at their team. But Ja Morant is coming back soon. When Ja Morant comes back, oh boy. Memphis may be able to turn it around. You never know. I mean, 6 and 18? Possibly. I think Golden State is done. It was a nice run. I hope it's not something where a player, where the players, basically the core, Steph, Clay, and Draymond have to play for another team. Y'all know I'm not a Draymond fan, so I don't really care what happens with him. But I hope Steph gets to retire a Golden State Warrior. But they have no chance of winning the championship, mostly because they don't have a big man. They have not addressed the most glaring need that they had. They tried. Don't get me wrong. They tried with James Wiseman when they got lucky when they had that really bad year. But they need a big man. And not a dominant big man, but someone that's above average, if you will. Kavon Looney just can't do it. He's just not going to be able to do it. And then when you take the Draymond Green thing... Come on, man. I mean, we're done with the antics. I'm like, I'll give it to I'll give it to my guy T, who corrected me. All right, he is a Hall of Famer based on his accolades and the championships. But the stuff, the other stuff he's doing the other night to Yusuf Nurkic, trying to be like, oh, I didn't mean to hit him in the face. I didn't know he was there. No, because you were flopping and flailing on purpose anyway. You knew what you were doing. Why do you think the league, your your Colleagues that you're playing against, the league office and the fans are stupid enough to think you didn't know what you were doing. No, your antics are stupid. 
They're annoying. They're unprofessional. And I just don't like them. It's all right. I know he doesn't care about me. It is what it is. But I really just don't like him and what happened. Just don't like it. Just don't like it. And I think he should be suspended indefinitely for the rest of the season. Right? I mean, when, when, when is he going to learn a lesson? And I don't want to hear Golden State, oh, we, we're, we're going to get Draymond some help. We need to work with him. No, you've allowed his whole career has been built on this, Mr. Single Triple. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Granted, I'm not going to act like I was. I'm a Pistons fan. I was from back in the day, and they were, you know, they were bullies a little bit, if you will. But I'm just, nah, I'm good. And I think the league is good. I think his... His reputation has been tarnished, and it's beyond repair now. It's beyond repair with his colleagues, the other players in the league. I'm sure it's beyond repair with his own team. Like, you punched a a former teammate in Jordan Poole in the face. Now, granted, it's not the first time it happened in the NBA, and it won't be the last. But it was caught on camera for everybody to see. Maybe someday there'll be a book that comes out about what it, what happened. Because I am curious. How do you, what possesses you? What gets you that mad that you have to punch your teammate in the face like that? Bad segue, but interesting segue to the Washington Wizards. And we'll add the caps to it. First, let me just say, I am disappointed And what I thought might be a good turnaround for the Wizards is adding Jordan Poole. Maybe we were going to get the good Jordan Poole, the one who has learned something from Steph Curry. He was going to be Steph Curry light, Steph Curry 2.0, whatever you thought he could be. And now they're 4-20. And they're a disaster. 24 games played, 82 total. Quarter of the way through the season almost. A little over a quarter. I mean, does this are they really going to win 16 games? Do they want to win 16 games? Maybe it's best for them to just But I mean, it's not like there's anybody in the NBA that's in the in the in college basketball, that's worth drafting this year. That's the other thing. I just don't see it. What I also don't see is what's been the hottest topic, and I'll say it's the hottest topic, and it's probably just in this area, is the announcement by the Monumental Sports Entertainment Group that they are moving to Northern Virginia. Michael Wilbon on PTI said it's a mistake. I don't disagree, but Ted's hungry for money and power and fame. And he wants something of his own versus what A. Poland built, if you will. He wants to get out of that shadow. I think that's the basis for everything Ted does. 
is to get out of the A Poland shadow. But A Poland rescued a whole neighborhood. Moving to Northern Virginia is just using taxpayers' money to build something that I can make more money. That's it. There's a different level about caring about the city that Ted doesn't have. I mean, I'm surprised the number of, I mean, Qatar. Qatar could buy monumental sports entertainment five times over. Why, why are you giving your money to Ted? What is the benefit of that versus building, buying something on your own? I mean, Ted's a really good salesman because I'm, I'm like the number of people that are like, oh, yeah, we'll just give you money to do stuff. And I don't think the track record has shown he can really build anything. I mean, when I talk to a lot of people in the area, I mean, there were people calling me who don't even pay attention to sports. And we're texting me, yo, so what is, is this real? Is, is Capital One Arena going away? What does it mean for the neighborhood? What does it mean for the teams? I definitely think about what it means for all of that. The press conferences about, oh, we're investing in Southeast and we're building the arena over there. And that's where the Mystics will play. And it'll bring in this many jobs, blah, blah, blah. The first thing about, oh, it'll bring in these jobs. Okay, come on. First. You know what it's really doing. Thank you for the free money and the tax breaks. That's what it is. I get to make money and you don't. That's first and foremost what this is about. Oh, it's bringing in maybe 30,000 jobs. Yeah, all low paying. The majority of them low paying jobs that are like at the minimum wage, if that. That's 80% of the workforce that you're talking about. And I know you could say, oh, well, it's jobs nonetheless. To an extent, yes. But let's be real here. The majority of this is about how can I make even more money off of, in this case, Virginia taxpayers. And I applaud Muriel Bowser for saying, no, nah, we're not doing that for you. you got, you've got billions from Steve Jobs' wife, the other minority partners and owners that you have available to you in Qatar. You don't need the taxpayers who, yes, those same taxpayers that you're saying you're giving jobs to. It's not like they're going to have part ownership of the arena. It's a scam. And it's not just a scam that Ted has done either. Many, many owners have been like, yes, let's have the taxpayers pay for our arena and then we will reap all of the benefits and make all of the money off of it. Because in my mind, oh, but who's going to pay for these salaries? Nobody told you to buy a team. Nobody told you to buy an NBA team where you were going to, in very short order, have to pay players $70 million a year. One player. 70 million a year. You didn't have to do that. You also, I'm disappointed and disgusted a number of the people that let him skate when he said, I wish NBA players were more like NHL players. One, because from the NHL side, if I'm Alex Ovechkin, it's like, dude, you've made way too much money off of me for what you're paying me in salary. NHL should be saying, 
hey, yeah, we're going to go through some contract negotiations for our next CBA and you are not going to get off. You will pay us. But I find it ridiculous, ridiculous, and I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, there's some talk with some people like, oh, my gosh, who's going to build an entertainment venue, a concert venue with the airport right there? I mean, yeah, it's going to be pretty loud. It's going to be pretty busy. For those of us who know the DMV area and are living in a DMV area, that traffic is going to be atrocious. It is awful. Awful. Try to get to Pentagon City when it's busy. Eh. It is simply just not a good living situation. That's the bottom line. The thought of, oh, wait, now we're going to add an arena. And then uh, Muriel Bowser, mayor of D.C., talked about, yeah, um, that metro station can't handle that kind of traffic. That, too. Like all of this stuff that's going to have to go into this. And I'm sure they're in some ways thinking about this. But I also feel like from a PR perspective, again, this may be an all DMV thing. You, the fact that like when there were some protesters and you saw on social media, they like closed the fence on the protesters. And like, hey, this is private property. Like, no, you, you need to listen to them. You want to embrace the community. Don't shut them out. You've got to win over Everybody. Instead, I think they already got off on the wrong foot, made an announcement on a deal that wasn't really done, still has to be voted on. And I guess to an extent, that's always going to be a thing. But it just made me sad. Like, you didn't have to do that to the seven. I think it was. It may have been a couple guys. But I think it might have been mostly women out there that were protesting, not in my neighborhood, because they know what it will bring for everybody's like, oh, there's all this crime in D.C., and you think that that's not going to follow? It's not even that much crime. I mean, crime is bad no matter what. But I feel like there's a level of, hey, we're this a little overblown. Arenas, a lot of people around, city traffic. It's it's racial profiling to be like, oh, it's D.C. And you know what? They're also trying to say, oh, it's black is black youth. That's where they want to go with it. We want to get away from the black youth. That's what it is. We want to go to northern Virginia where it's more civilized and there's more money. That's come on. We'll see if it actually happens. But that's a bit much. A bit too much for me. We'll see how it plays out. But I know if you're Muriel Bowser, you're like, okay. I mean, there are a lot of people that are concerned about what this means for D.C. What will this mean for the neighborhood? The pandemic changed a lot. There's a lot more boarded up stores, stores that have left there since the pandemic. Downtown, you're right. It doesn't seem the same. It really doesn't.
but it's still a good area. I loved it. The arena being right in the city. You come right up the metro, bam, you're right there. There's a lot of good things about it. I thought maybe Ted was going to buy the WMATA building next next door, tear that down and build something. Maybe that can become like a mini entertainment district, maybe going up instead of out. A lot of different options. But nothing compared to Northern Virginia as as Ted could see it. So so he's going to leave. And my prediction is as soon as he's getting ready to go, if not now, Muriel Bowser's calling Josh Harris. Hey, you ready to move Washington in? Not to that location, but let's move the Washington commanders back into the city and we'll build another entertainment district. I know there's talk of them taking over that old RFK spot and all of that over there, and I hope it happens. But it could have happened with D.C. Now, all the people that are like, oh, how could they be called the Washington Wizards, but they are Northern Virginia? Hey, everybody, look. There are a lot of teams, unfortunately, that don't live in the city that they're represented or their name. I thought it was a marketing snafu that on the day of the announcement, they had this $10 ticket offer with all of the wizards or the three wizards on the full page ad in the Washington Post wearing District of Columbia jerseys when you're about to leave. But come on, Washington commanders, do they play in D.C.? Nope. It happens everywhere. They're not the Anaheim Angels. They're the L.A. Angels. And they don't play in Los Angeles. The biggest one to me that is like, yeah, this isn't that big of a deal that they're moving to Northern Virginia because it isn't. But come on. I mean, New York Jets, New York Giants, as long as we have known those two teams. They have always been there. And that has always been New Jersey. So we can stop with that. All right. And I'm saying that mostly to the D.C. fans. They're like, oh, my gosh, the Wizards and Caps will no longer be in D.C. Ted's always loved Northern Virginia. I mean, that's where the Caps practice. He's excited about building a new practice facility and all that stuff. It's business, not personal. Business, not personal. All right, lastly, we'll get to some National Football League business. I got a bunch of little topics I wanted to talk about, stuff that I have sent to myself. Shaquille O'Neal siding with Giannis Antetokounmpo on getting the game ball. I think he should have got the game ball. There's no doubt about that. I mean, come on, it's... Obvious. There's some other things that I was like, ah, it'd be cool to talk about, but realistically, we can keep it we can keep it moving. We'll go to the National Football League. We got Saturday games, so I know my bold predictions. Kind of got away from that this year, making my bold predictions, and I shouldn't have, but I did. I'm not being fair to myself or to to you that I just simply haven't been doing my picks. And some people like my picks. I'll get to those after I get get through some of the news. 
biggest story to me to still talk about is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bills in an epic game that ended on another referee call. And I'm going to say it. The referee was right. By the letter of the law, the referee was right. There was no controversy to it. Yes, I guess the... If there were warnings made before, you could have gave him another warning. You could have. But that also was a freak play that they won on. How many times do you remember that ever happening? I could see if it was just... You know, Patrick Mahomes up top to to Travis Kelsey, catch, touchdown. Okay, that's different. But that was a really weird play. It's Come on. How often do you win a football game like that? And this is a regular season. Don't get bent out of shape about it. It was a legit call. It was a straight-up legit call. And let's leave it at that. You'll get it back. You won the Super Bowl. Uh, so just roll it off. Let it roll off of your shoulders and move on. Let's move on. Speaking of moving on, today, I don't like it. You know what I'm going to say it. And I always say this. I don't. You don't want anybody to lose their job. But if there's one player, one coach who I have been harping on was Brandon Staley. And the Chargers weren't listening to me three years ago. Finally decided it's time to move on from Brandon Staley. Why? Because that was the most embarrassing loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. With an interim head coach who I'm a fan of, as a he was a former Washington Commanders player of note. But you don't lose that game. You've got to show up. And they simply didn't. Down 42 to nothing at halftime? Nah, we're good. Antonio Pierce has done an amazing job as a head coach. I'm very happy for him as a former Washington player. They say he's a really, he's a a player's coach, if you will. And it's showing. They're, They're playing amazing. I am really surprised. But thank you for finally helping the L.A. Chargers see the light. It's about time. I like that we're getting down to the the last four weeks of the season. There's a lot at stake for teams to make the playoffs. Just like I do after the first four weeks of the season, I'm looking at the health of the team and the players. 
the surprises and disappointment so far for me One of the biggest disappointments as a division is the NFC South. Not one team over 500. Between Tampa Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans, and California. California, Carolina, excuse me. That's the biggest disappointment. If there's a disappointment in a team outside of the Washington Commanders, it probably is the Chargers. I thought they would be better than 5-9. and nine. But then right after them, I thought Tennessee would be better. And Tennessee is not very good. On the flip side, on the positive side, the Detroit Lions are holding it down at 9-4. and Jared Goff at quarterback, he's pretty good with the Chargers. Has new life here, and I like him. Actually, the Rams were a disappointment, too. I thought the Rams would be better. They're six and seven. That's not good. But as we're getting closer to the playoffs, there's a lot of teams that are around that 500 mark. Seven and six. Six and eight. There's going to be a lot of jostling for positions. And I'm surprised that one of them is going to be Minnesota, who without Kirk Cousins are now seven and six. They've turned it around. San Francisco, we are who we thought they were. And I think in my mind, they are the favorite to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. If I had to say that next tier is, I mean, it's, I would say Dallas and Philly. And then a surprise might be Detroit. In the AFC, my favorite to get to the Super Bowl is still Kansas City. But maybe it's an outside chance for Baltimore Ravens. They're flying under the radar right now. And maybe that's a good thing. Miami has such a potent offense. The Bills, maybe they're going to turn it around. But Baltimore has the best differential in the AFC at plus 143. They just got to get it right in the playoffs. In the NFC and overall in the league, it's the Dallas Cowboys followed by the San Francisco 49ers. Man, Dallas Niners NFC Championship, that's one for the record books. Historical. It's going to be it's going to be fun as these teams come down to the last four weeks. Because in my mind, I think there is no favorite, overall favorite. There is parity. And as I said on multiple occasions, I think there's parity across all sports right now. There is no favorite to win it all. And I like that. All right, here are my scores. Did I have the Vikings beating the Bengals? Nah, not really. I didn't. I had Raiders beating the Chargers for real. I did. Steelers, Colts. These are the games that aren't going. 
right now. I've got the Colts. I've got the Lions beating the Broncos. I've got the Rams over the Commanders. I've got the Dolphins over the Jets. I've got Texans over Titans. They've actually been another surprise for me, really. I've got Packers over Bucks. Saints over Giants. Falcons over Panthers. Bears over Browns. Bears, they're turning around. Chiefs over Patriots. Niners over Cardinals. Bills over Cowboys. Ravens over Jaguars. And I've got the Seahawks over the Eagles. Eagles are heading in the wrong direction. And those are my picks for week 15 in the National Football League. And that'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now.